Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum. This is Dr. Bakar. Welcome to my podcast. Many times we are say the things but it doesn't mean it. Like we say Bismillahirrahmanirrahim in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. There is no verb in Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. It is uh, not it doesn't show the complete sentence. It doesn't a complete meaning. Bismillah in the name of Allah what? Like I am saying, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, I am eating. Bismillah, I am working. Verb, I have to add. I have to think about it. We don't think, but we say the words, but we don't think about it. Why I am saying this? Like, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, I am going to start the work. When I going, uh, when I going to start the work with the Bismillah Rahman Rahim, I should think about it. But I have started my work with these words. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. So, I have to take care of the patients. Because I have started my work, I should have to talk cool. I don't lie with the patient. I should have to be a good. I should have to be a uh, good with the patient because they are already patient. I I have seen the patient. If uh, one patient come to me and he or she, the baby of the mother parents, and they have the murmur. The murmur maybe because of the fever. I don't know. I don't have that much knowledge. I'm the junior doctor. So that murmur maybe because of the high grade fever, and I asphalted the chest. I told them, your baby has the murmur. So this is not the way I do am declaring. So there is the way we have to learn how to declare these those kind of news because it is it is very big issue for the parents. I am telling them your child has the murmur because they don't have knowledge like you have knowledge like we have knowledge. So always we have to remind each others, and reminder will make us perfect. Reminder will make us. Uh, uh good and good reminders are always welcome from the everyone so my this is just one minute reminder for all of us as well as is for me as well as for me okay now we are going to start today i am going to start the cvs cvs the first case of cvs it is the cyanosed baby blue baby okay so a baby <coughs> born at term term baby and you received the baby at the age of 6 hours so you have seen the baby at the age of 6 hours with persistent cyanosis poor feeding tachypnea and lethargy so just keep in mind there is persistent cyanosis at age is 6 hours on examination you did examine the baby his respiratory rate is 60 per minute the chest is clear and the heart rate is 120 per minute heart sounds show an ejection systolic murmur at the left upper sternal edge in there is no mesomegaly so respiratory rate 60 heart rate 120 and you found some murmur which is ejection systolic murmur whenever we are saying ejection like just keep in mind we are ejecting the cd from the pillar it comes out so ejection there are two way two ejection point in the heart the left ventricle and the right ventricle right ventricle goes to the pulmonary and left ventricle goes to the systemic aorta so there is ejection systolic murmur so his oxygen saturation oxygen saturation it is 85% in air and doesn't show any significant increase in 100% oxygen so it means what whenever we give the oxygen 
if oxygen saturation is not increasing it means the problem in the heart it is not the respiratory problem and baby is cyanosed now we know baby cyanosed is not responding with the oxygen it is the problem in the heart and it could be the right to left shunt his chest x-ray shows clear but under perfused lung fields with no visceromegaly no cardiomegaly under perfused chest x-ray is clear but lung fields which are under perfused means under perfused what means there is no circulation not that much circulation so ecg shows the normal right ventricular preponderance for his age so this is the history of the baby now you have to answer the questions select one answer only there are two questions number 1 tetralogy of fellow ventricular septal defect pulmonary valve stenosis coarctation of the aorta and patent ductus arteriosus patent arterial duct so these are the options above, above baby above baby as we know at the age of 6 hours cyanosis it means the first 24 hours it could be the right to, it should be the right to left shunt it is not left to right so that we can exclude out the vsd okay and the coarctation of the aorta usually they present in the later in life as well as tetralogy of fellow which is also present in the later life it is uh, around the age of 5 months or even later and now the patent arterial duct and pulmonary valve stenosis the remaining two options you have to choose yourself i will not tell you i will tell you later which of the following of the treatment which is most effective at this age select the one answer oral sildenafil infusion of telozolin oral captopril infusion of prostaglandin e1 pge1 administration of nitric oxide so these are the options of the treatment of above baby now i'm giving you a few seconds to think about those options and reply the answer i will let you know the answer okay so the answer is the diagnosis is pulmonary valve stenosis and the treatment is pge1 infusion of prostaglandin e1 so let us see how let us uh, i want to explain to you how it is pulmonary valve stenosis 6 hours cyanosis with the 6 hours cyanosis and what other findings were there it was under perfused lung and uh, there was uh, low oxygen saturation and murmur it was ejection systolic murmur so according to the history and investigation this is further supported by the inability to increase oxygen saturation as we know 100% inspired oxygen no improvement it means the problem in the heart so coarctation of the aorta and vsd would not result in cyanosis in this age at the age of 6 hours coarctation and vsd will not cause the cyanosis the arterial duct is commonly still patent at this age as we know arterial duct is still patent at the age of 6 hours so not result in cyanosis and murmur would be heard murmur no murmur would be heard in the patient who is having asd systemic pressure are similar on day 1 tetralogy of fellow would not present with cyanosis so early in life the remaining option is pulmonary valve stenosis chest x-ray which is clear 
and under perfused lung this word you should memorize you should remember under perfused means there is no perfusion perfusion is there but not that much so it is under perfused saturation which is unresponsive with 100% inspired oxygen and ecg is normal with relatively right ventricular hypertrophy in neonatal period it's okay a frontal qrs axis of around 75 degree so in the neonatal period t waves are normally upright in the right ventricular leaves which are v3 or v3r these are two leaves t wave upright during the first 2 to 3 days of life but become inverted thereafter so ecg therefore not be particularly helpful in establishing the underlying diagnosis which is most clearly delineated by echocardiography there are some guidelines if you received a new baby with the cyanosis how to investigate those baby first of all we have to do the saturation uh, to monitor the saturation on the all limbs uh, even in the right arm and the uh, left uh, leg and uh, both legs and then we'll go for the chest x-ray and ecg and then uh, hyperoxia test oxygen test and then echocardiography this is the guideline so i will let you know later the main benefit of the ecg is to distinguish between pulmonary atresia with an intact vsd and critical pulmonary valve stenosis so ecg is distinguished between two conditions pulmonary atresia with intact ventricular septum and critical pulmonary valve stenosis in pulmonary atresia there is typical evidence of left ventricular hypertrophy so now we'll come to the pulmonary valve stenosis what is pulmonary valve stenosis pulmonary valve stenosis around 10% of congenital heart disease can be valvular supravalvular subvalvular type there are three three types of pulmonary stenosis valvular means involvement of the valve supra means above the valve sub means under the valve so clinical features are similar to the asd this uh, asd but in pulmonary stenosis there is second heart sounds which is widely split and pulmonary component quite are absent in second heart sound which is widely split as we know in asd there is second heart sound split but fixed split here the widely split and pulmonary component is quite are absent what is pulmonary component second heart sound there are two component aortic and pulmonary as we know first heart sounds the two component second heart sounds which is also two component aortic and pulmonary here he is saying the pulmonary component is quite or absent in the patient who is having pulmonary stenosis and in valvular stenosis there is ejection cleft which is heard at pulmonary area and mid systolic ejection murmur as well the pulmonary valve develops during 7 to 8th week of intrauterine life the degree of abnormal development at this time is extremely variable but can result in significant obstruction to the pulmonary outflow tract in the neonatal period 7th to 8th week embryological life problem happen but in the neonatal period they develop the pulmonary outflow tract obstruction because before that there is a Uh, duct is patterned so that circulation is going on and in the neonatal uh, fetal life as we know the lungs are not helping the baby so critical severe pulmonary valve stenosis so after birth 
if normal blood flow to the lungs through the pulmonary valve is restricted it then becomes dependent on the patent arterial duct as the duct closes the baby becomes increasingly cyanosed increasingly cyanosed means slowly gradually this cyanosis will be increased as 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 well as duct will going to be closed so this is increasingly cyanosed resulting from the shunting of blood from right to left at atrial level usually within the first few hours after birth as in our case 6 hours so two types of critical pulmonary valve stenosis are described with and without an intact ventricular ventricular septum the incidence pulmonary valve stenosis which is intact ventricular septum is 4 to 6 per 100000 births the incidence of pulmonary valve stenosis is increased if there is family history of similar cardiac lesions and in infants with diabetic mothers so how to treat with the patient who is having cyanosis at the age of 6 hours due to pulmonary valve stenosis we will administer iv prostaglandin e1 as soon as possible because we have to make the duct patent so that circulation is go on an important side effect of prostaglandin pge1 is apnea and other option it was in the question nitric oxide which is pulmonary vasodilator so not help in this situation already there is no perfusion in the lungs so tolazolin and sildenafil which reduce pulmonary hypertension but that is not the primary problem in this case similarly captopril will not be beneficial because it is after load reducing agent so what is the definitive treatment of the pulmonary stenosis pulmonary valve stenosis which is balloon valvoplasty dilation early diagnosis is helpful because of the good prognosis it has even been performed in utero for cases of pulmonary valve atresia with intact ventricular septa so in severe cases where valvoplasty is unsuccessful a blow lock tossing shunt can be performed uh, with the small gore tax tube is placed between the brachiocephalic innominate artery and pulmonary artery thus mimicking the function of p patent arterial duct so this is usually temporary procedure until full corrective surgery can take place at a slightly older age congenital cardiac defects 8 to 10 per 100 live births the approximate incidence of the most common lesions is as follows they are acyanotic obstructive and cyanotic acyanotic which are vsd 20% PDA 12% isolated ASD 7% these are the acyanotic left to right then the cyanotic which is tof tetralogy of fellow 10% transposition of great arteries TGA 5% total anomalous pulmonary venous connection TAPVC which is around 1% then obstructive lesions which is PS pulmonary stenosis 10% coaptation of the aorta 8% and aortic stenosis which is 5% this is the case one case of cvas with the cyanosis usually in valvular stenosis there are, i told you that there is valvular supravalvular and subvalvular so there is clinical differentiation this is in the neonatal phase it is different if the present in the later in infancy you can differentiate from the murmur even because uh, 
in pulmonary stenosis as we know it radiate to the back but some pulmonary stenosis radiate to the axilla so i will describe it to you to later but uh, for now you should know the valvular stenosis the valve is involved if loudness of the murmur which correlates with the lesion which correlates positivity of the severity of the condition so murmur is loud the murmur is severe the problem it is in the valvular stenosis permanent stenosis because of the valve is involved so whenever we receive a patient who is having right to left shunt we should think about the these condition ejection systolic murmur you should think about the problem in the ejection means problem it could be problem in the pulmonary uh, valve or could be from the aortic valve two two ways which blood goes ejected from the heart so from the right and the left ventricle and under perfused lungs it means the right from the right uh, ventricle blood goes to the lungs if lungs are under perfused means their perfusion is not well there is no that not that much circulation it means there is problem in the right ventricle means right ventricle is not giving blood to the lungs properly so it could be the subvalvular valvular supravalvular problem or could be the some uh, ventricular problem so we should think about this way so inshallah it will help you thank you very much assalamu alaikum